In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and man, do we have a great show today, Robin. Robin Boyd is my co-host. Hi, Robin. Well, we sure do. How are you out there? You know, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. We got our costumes ready this morning, and um, we're just uh, getting ready to trick-or-treat tonight. It's such a country environment out here. We've got a flatbed trailer being hauled by the sheriff, and all the kids are going to hop on board, and we're going to go from house to house and trick-or-treat. Oh, that is so awesome. Good for you. We may not even have ours today. I'm not even sure if we're on schedule or not. We had the most horrendous nor'easter this past weekend so i'm lucky that i'm even here today <laughs> well you didn't have any power and any internet for hours right a day a day and a half yeah oh wow yeah we we were out of power for 23 hours but then i couldn't get online right away but i'm back in action but most of our state i i don't know what the statistics are but we've we've had tens of thousands of people still even today and there are some areas they're not predicting to have power until the end of the week so we're just trying to all be neighborly and pay it forward and doing what we can to help each other and getting ourselves through it well, you but you know what, that self-reliance is, is just really, I, I'm going to be obnoxious because I'm from the Upper East Coast, too, and I'm just going to say we've got that reliance thing going. We do. You know, I mean, we lost a tree uh, in our yard. Of course, the, the big challenge that we had was there's so much foliage still left on the deciduous tree, trees that we have a lot of weight and w- where it was the heavy, heavy, heavy snow we've we have so many trees down and this is what has been our biggest challenge is a lot of downed power lines it's very dangerous so um but i understand this was this whole storm hit people from maine to as far down as maryland this was a big one it was a big one and you know we had one in buffalo uh maybe three or four years ago and you know all the trees i knew from childhood you know were split in half split open i mean just you're right the leaves hadn't fallen the weight of the snow made the boughs too heavy and it just you know but you know that's part of nature 
It is, and that was our plight. So we're saying goodbye to one tree, but that means it's going to keep another family warm because they have a wood stove. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> another neighbor came by and just said, "Oh, let me go get something to eat. I'll be back with my chainsaw." So you know, it's just it is. It's wonderful. You just have a, a, a great neighborly feeling when stuff like this happens. So we're really appreciative of of it all, and um, that's part of part of our country we have a great country and we have a lot of great people well and you know robin our you know i'm so glad that we talked about like nature and and change and stuff like that and resiliency with respect to what our show topic is today you know we're going to have another show today about ptsd which is you know all over the news it's all over the airways and pts so we got to be respectful we've got fuzzy manning and jody Mm -hmm. bramer on here so we've got post-traumatic stress post-traumatic stress syndrome all those different good buzzwords that we hear um but the one thing i want to share with our listeners is the point of view that we're going to take for today's show, at least for me, (laughs) Robin, you can agree or disagree, (laughs) but is that we're taking, you know, human beings and we're putting them in very, very difficult conditions, very, very difficult um, situations for anybody to deal with, and we're sending them overseas into battle, and we're having them come home, whether you want to call it post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, post-traumatic stress syndrome, you know, there's a million words for it, battle, was it combat stress, battle fatigue, my gosh, I've heard so many different things, Mm -hmm. but we're going to take the point of view that this is something that affects most people when they uh, go through a situation like going to Iraq, Afghanistan, or anything that's happened to them in their military service, and so that's how we're going to address it today with an open forum with uh, Jody Bramer and with Fuzzy Manning, who have you know their own specific points of view and then robin you and i are going to chime in that sounds like a plan now do you have any news you can use doris is not with us today I know, and actually I haven't had the time to go around uh, as far as uh, picking up some information because I've been out of power. Um, I've been kind of just doing all of that kind of catch-up. It It is always a challenge, I think, when when you have something that sets you off, <laughs> that's not your, your norm. Um, I know that one of the things that we just want to keep reminding people about is um, – the um, Operation Gratitude, because we want people to check in as far as up gratitude is concerned. There are so many ways that we can send things overseas. But we have to remember that you just can't, unless you have an individual to send to, you can't just arbitrarily send stuff over and expect it to get there. It does need to go to a person. So we like being able to uh, have organized sends like Operation Gratitude, where they will organize it, they will get it to uh, an area that these guys and gals really need it. So, um, there was also. And along with that, Rob, I want to encourage people that there are things that are needed that don't cost any money. There are letters uh, that uh, a lot of different organizations are calling for, including Operation Gratitude. And for those moms that have school age children, I encourage you all those drawings, all those wonderful pieces of artwork that come home with your kids that you can't possibly store, or you can take those, fold them in half, turn them into a card, you know, have your kids write something on the inside, and all of a sudden now that's something that could go to our service members in their care packages. It's a great way to recycle their home 
homework. You just pop it in the mail over to Operation Gratitude, and for the price of a, you know, 50, 75 cents to mail some of your kids' artwork um, to these service members. You brighten their day, and you have a use for, I don't know about you, Robin, if you remember this, but my kids come home every week with a pile of colorings and drawings oh, and the absolutely. things that they've done. and. This is just such a great way to recycle, to reuse these things, and to make somebody's day because, you know, some of these things are pretty funny. Oh, they are, and they're so precious, and I think that's just bringing that little bit of home to people who are over there doing their very, very best every single day. You know, I had an email, Sandra, that uh, I wanted to bring up, too. We had a, a listener send in some information about his company, um, uh, and this was a little while back, and it's called Patriots Pride Corp., and their website is Patriots, plural, Pride, C-O-R-P dot com, and it is a service-disabled veteran-owned small business. They have office supplies, and the proceeds it looks like or at least part of what their their uh, revenue generated is turned into veterans moving forward placing trained dogs with veterans suffering from mental or physical handicaps and that particular website is www.vets fwd.org and that's v-e-t-s f as in frank wd.org so we wanted to just give a shout out to them and say that they're doing a great job helping our service people who are coming back and getting back on track that's awesome that's awesome so should we bring our guests on rob what do you think let's say hello to everybody we've got a busy show so let's say hi uh, so, Jody, why don't you introduce yourself first, and then we'll go to Fuzzy, because ladies first. Okay. Hi, I'm Jody Burr, and I work in Orange County, California. Uh, the majority of my clients is... And I look forward to meeting Fuzzy. <laughs> there was some confusion right there. Hello? Fuzzy, are you with us? Yes, I am. Definitely, I'm with you. Now, where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from Detroit, Michigan, uh, where I've got a practice I've had for 30-plus years dealing with post-traumatic stress and veterans, also dealing with traumatic brain injury, military sexual assault, uh, combat trauma, and also helping family members with the trauma they're dealing with. Uh, I firmly believe in one-unit therapy and treating the veteran and families together. Oh, absolutely. Just a little side note from Jody. <laughs> <laughs> we well, and this is, is what I'm hoping for. I'd like table. a roundtable discussion, and, and um, you know, I'd like to talk about when we have our families involved because a lot of times the stuff I read on the web is all – do it's all about the person who's suffering from the post-traumatic stress, but everybody else is seeing something's wrong. The person is different. Things have changed. There's a new normal, um, you know. And I'd like to ask your perspective when people come in to be treated by either of you. And Fuzzy, you can go first, and then uh, Jody. Is it because their families have noticed something, or they notice something's not quite right? I think it's a combination of both because what's happening is the family members have noticed 
that their veteran, either male or female, have, have changed, either when they come, came home on leave or when they're first deployed or the second deployment or third deployment. They've noticed changes. Also, when they're coming home, that they start realizing there's changes in them, family members, and they start looking at, well, I'm seeing myself different. I'm reacting differently. I'm acting differently with uh, other family members. So it's a change and a transition, and I think both are going through, and it's a realization that both of them are experiencing trauma at different levels. Hmm, that's so true, Fezzi. It's very, very interesting, and we're going to uh, come right back uh, after this short break to really get into the nuts and bolts of what you're saying, Fuzzy, because it is uh, certainly something that we want to really talk about with Jody Bramer as well. This is Robin Boyd with Sandra Beck on Military Mom Talk Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring, Tending the Heart of Ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Fertility. It's an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Put a food in your ass, it's Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we are having a roundtable discussion today about PTSD. Our guests today are Jody Bramer, and she is um, a counselor out of uh, the Camp Pendleton area, and Fuzzy Manning, who is a seasoned counselor. I guess you guys are both seasoned. Um, no slouches here. Uh, but you are coming to us from Michigan, and the question I'd like to pose to both of you, and I'm going to go to Jody first is that we've had a couple uh, emails come in from our service members, or the family of service members, saying, help, I don't know what to do. My service member has come back. Things are different. There's issues that we're having. You know, some of them are anger issues. Some of them are withdrawal, depression, you know, a whole host of things. And our service member doesn't either acknowledge or see anything wrong. What do we do as a family? And, Jody, I'm going to go to you first. What would you say uh, to someone in that situation? Well, I wanted to also comment on how we left right before the break, uh, going along with what Fuzzy said. When people do come in for counseling or for therapy, oftentimes it is the spouse who will first notice that something is way off and needs to be addressed. A lot of times the military member may think that something is wrong, but they really don't want to acknowledge it. They want to pretend that everything is okay or that they can bury it or they can get past it. And oftentimes it is the spouse who compels the military person to seek help, whether it be for the anger or for unresolved issues or saying, hey, you're not the person I remember, this isn't the person I married, we need to go get counseling. And when people come, oftentimes, unfortunately, one of the major symptoms that shows is um, anger. Uh, the military member who is dealing with post-traumatic stress may be feeling a lot of different things and showing it in a lot of different ways. They may have startled responses. They may have hypervigilance. But the one thing that stands out to the spouse is the hair trigger anger or just this fuse that is really short and they have no tolerance or no patience. And what we want to do first and foremost is to make sure that everybody is in a safe environment. Uh, regardless of how the military member may say that it's not an issue, if anger is an issue and if there is any potential violence, we want to make sure that I know it sounds basic, but to take all weapons out of the scene, to make sure that there are no weapons, no guns loaded and able to be used in a hair trigger emotional response. Um, that seems pretty self-explanatory and pretty clear-cut, but honestly, that would be one of the first things is to make the environment safe. Fuzzy, what do you think? Yes, definitely what we're doing is, is making that safe. And we're, we want to put the, the, the veteran right back where he was in a duty station in a battlefield. In a sense, we are your team members now. In a sense, we're creating a different type of team, and we have your back from a standpoint that we are going to do everything in our power to support you and, and take you through this journey back into civilian life. And in doing that, 
you have to trust us. You have to believe in us just as much as we're going to trust and believe in you. And it's setting up a, a team atmosphere that they're more than familiar with. And it's just going forward with that and just making them feel comfortable that we're not adversaries. We are team members. This, 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 this new team just looks a little different. Fuzzy, so do you, oh, oh, I'm ahead, sorry, Sam. Do you ever have opportunities that you are speaking with the family members, say, first, and then uh, helping them get into a better frame of mind so that they are understanding a little more of what perhaps that reintegrated integrating person is, is going through? Uh, this is Jody. Um, absolutely. Oftentimes it is the woman. I'm sorry. I don't mean to assume. It, all, it often is the spouse of a service <laughs> member who uh, comes to seek help and is often wondering whether or not the marriage is going to work. And the service member, again, may be in denial. And the spouse comes in to say, there is a problem. We need help. Mm-hmm. We talk about how recent the deployment was, what the symptoms are. And I work with the spouse with the intention of hopefully bringing the partner in as a concerned member of where this marriage is going and what the symptoms are and what we need to do to address it. I, I, I was going to say that that probably is one of the better places to start. Do you, do you, have you had that experience, Fuzzy? Yes. It's, it's helping them to see that both of them have different colored sunglasses, eyeglasses on, or whatever we want to identify. Both of them are seeing the situation totally different. And it's sitting down with them and explaining to both sides, this is probably what this other individual is seeing. This is what the other side is seeing. And we have to agree that this situation or the event is being perceived totally different. And individuals coming out of the military, they have their own language, they have their own jargon, they have their own way of processing information, just the same as spouse and family members do. So can we first agree that we're maybe having to work a little bit harder and come up with a common language or a common awareness that the issue is going to be perceived differently, and we have to be open to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember even with my dad, there were, uh, I could not just go and give my dad a hug if he was sleeping or to go and wake him up. We would just wait for him to wake up with the alarm or whatever. And I have similar things with my husband. I mean, there's, there's the night dreams and you just have those, uh, those sort of things that you're aware of, but not everybody may have had the dad that had been a veteran, um, and had served and had certain circumstances. So yeah, it's, it is a challenge for the family. And once the family has that concept that, this is just a different normal. We had another guest, and they call it the new normal. Um, and that sort of alludes a little bit fuzzy to your perspective of just not having the D on the end of the PTSD, that it's just mm-hmm. a, a, situ- a circumstance. It is not uh, a disorder. It is a change. 
Well, I, and I want to ask, I want to, I want to, before we get too far off topic, you know, we talked a little bit about homecomings. Jody, I want to ask you, I know you've got a, a very strong point of view with, with, um, your experience with these family members and homecomings. What, what can you share with us today? Oh, we have so many people that are getting ready for deployment or just coming back, and we've recently had a lot of military folk come back from some really painful Afghanistan uh, times, um, some, a lot of losses recently. And the most important thing is when I'm seeing the families and the spouses and they're preparing for homecoming, they have these expectations as as anyone would, and they're looking forward to this reuniting and this this um, intense homecoming celebration. And what people need to know, what the spouses and families and the children need to know, is that homecoming is a process. It is not a single event. It is not meeting them on the tarmac and running into their arms. Homecoming is reintegration of the service member into the reality that is civilian life. And there is a lot more at stake, and there's a lot of symptoms that, again, PTSD is, is something that the service member themselves may, may rebel against because they don't want to be labeled. They don't want to be stigmatized. They don't want to think they have any disorder. What they've gone through in any war combat situation is unlike anything we can understand. So they've integrated that into their into their being, and when they come back, it's very hard to sleep through the night without hearing the shells or hearing um, uh, gunfire or being prepared to up and move at any time. They are having to readjust their entire thinking, and it is post-traumatic stress, and I'm not sure about the word disorder because it is real and it is normal. It is what learning that would feel upon coming back to it's normal, normal, normal to have these feelings and these these reactions because of everything that they've gone through that is so incredibly abnormal and so contrary to what we as civilians would ever experience. Fuzzy, what do you think? Two minutes. Um, it, two minutes. Tell it, us what you think it, in two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if we're bringing the, the veteran home, or it's an um, it's a National Guard or reservist, they're coming home. I totally believe there should be a collaboration. If we're reintegrating this individual, why don't we get some input from the veteran prior to them coming home? What kind of event would you like? What kind of engagement would you like from family members? We don't want to overwhelm you. We want to support you and encourage you and uh, accept you coming home. What is it that we can do that won't um, tip this balance and reactivate maybe uh, a, a trauma, an event, or just totally overwhelm you uh, and frighten you? And isn't it wonderful that we have the opportunity to stay in touch with uh, our, our folks who are deployed now that we never did have any other time? We have Facebook. We have email. Twitter. We, we, Twitter. We are able to talk a lot more readily, which is, is just uh, a, a blessing for everybody in this. It may be a challenge 
to have people in that frame of mind. Uh, they've got to go out and do their job, and then they're coming home and talking about the, the ballet lessons or whatever. But on the other hand, it does give us the opportunity to stay in touch, and I think that reintegration is just a little bit more communicative because they've had that opportunity. We're going to go to another break. I want to encourage everybody to visit Fuzzy at PTSTreatment.com, and we want to visit Jody at www. Jody, and that's J O D Y, Bramer, B R E M E R.com. We'll be back in a moment with both Fuzzy, Jody, Sandra, and myself. Take care. We'll see you in a few. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, at 11, 10 Central on Togginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette on toginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, welcome to our PTSD roundtable with Fuzzy Manning, Jody Bramer, myself, Sandra Beck, and my co-host, Robin Boyd. Um, we are talking about PTSD. In this segment, we're going to talk about short-term and long-term things to think about as our service members come home and we deal with the situation at hand. I'm going to go to Jody first uh, to talk about, in the short-term, Jody, what are some things that we need to be aware of? Oh, that's a, a wide topic. One of the things, again, going back to expectations, uh, both the service member and the spouse and family are going to have expectations that everything is going to return to normal once everybody's reunited. And that would be normal in, in all areas, not only uh, sharing of chores, but also intimacy as well. Uh, we have to remember that the service member who's been away has been pretty without for a very long time, and coming back serves a whole bunch of different concerns and issues and questions about just becoming intimate and sharing again. And one of the biggest factors for PTSD, um, one of the biggest indicators of whether or not it's going to be a problem, is whether somebody has an inability to derive comfort from another human. Uh, that, that's the bottom line, is a person needs to be able to receive comfort, to be able to receive intimacy and share intimacy and allow the, the barriers to go down. And when somebody has been in a combat situation, the barriers are up, the wall is up, the fear for their own life is up. So having that come down, whether it be just among friends or whether it be among children and and the, the parents or especially between spouses, you've got to be able to get in there and be able to provide that comfort um, in any way that's needed. And it may not be physically. Uh, the returning member may be hesitant about returning into that intimacy and the spouse may be hesitant because it's been a while and they really have to get to know each other again. They have to develop a relationship and court each other again and not expect, going back to expectations, and not expect that everything is going to be normal right off the bat or they'll be very disappointed. And I think part of that also is that the individual in the battlefield has had to keep their emotions in check. It's just that they've kept that bottled up. You can't identify in the battlefield that you're scared, you're afraid, um, you you can't sleep at night. You can't identify that in a combat zone, in a battlefield, a duty station, or a military post because that's not how the military operates. In a sense, they basically tell you from from boot camp, basically you bottle up your emotions, you bottle everything up, and you come home. And how do you deal with that? And how do you unwrap this package and interact with the spouse that's trying to help you and interact with you? It's a difficult situation. It really is. And, again, going back to one of the key symptoms that um, the returning members show is anger in a short fuse. That comes from a lot of different places, and spouses oftentimes want to confront or um, address or even shy away from a confrontation because of the reaction that it's going to get in the service member. Well, the service member's reaction to 
anger or confrontation could be the same as they, their reaction to combat, which is their heart rate accelerates, they start sweating, they start um, getting very tense, and we want to make sure that we keep confrontations to a minimum and keep the dialogue and the communication as open and calm as possible uh, to be able to discuss it, to be able to keep the fuse from, from the short reaction that our men are trained to do. Uh, they're trained to react very quickly, and they need to be processed back into more of a dealing with a spouse environment rather than dealing with an enemy Jody, do you feel that that open line, that open communication is sometimes a little bit of a challenge? I think it would be, um, it have, and I've, I've seen that. <laughs> well, you have, yes, absolutely. Um, the, the open line of communication, just like Fuzzy said, uh, the service members are trained to keep their emotions in check, and when they come back, they're asked, did anything affect you? And the bottom line is, no, sir. All right, carry on. Right. And right. yeah, absolutely. And the, they perform very well at work because they know what's expected of them. They know what to do. Mm -hmm. They know what their job is. And then they come home, and home is where you can scratch where it itches. Home is where you can let it all hang out. Home is where you can relax and breathe. But home is also where stresses come out, where they might be able to fly off the handle more easily because they're not going to get in trouble like they would with their command. So when they come home and there's problems that ensue, the wife feels it, the wife reacts to it, and the wife is reacting like a, a I'm sorry, the spouse. The spouse is reacting mm -hmm. like a spouse, not like somebody who understands the demands of combat. And feelings are hurt and reactions soar and it can get out of control. So that's why you want to be able to set rules, set boundaries, uh, be able to have somebody to talk to. Go get counseling. Know ahead of time, hey, we're going to have a transition. I love you. You love me. We want the best for our marriage, so let's be preemptive and make sure that this transition with the kids, with our household, goes as smoothly as possible. Let's go make sure that we're on track. Now, Jody, I just got a, um, an email in from one of our listeners who said, yeah, this is all good, but what if my spouse won't go? It does take two to fix anything, and I deal with that a lot. A lot of times the spouse, um, do you know if it was the service member or the spouse that was writing? Uh, it's the spouse that's writing. Okay. The spouse can work on their own reactions as well. The service member may not want to go because the service member may not think that there's a problem, but if the spouse can learn ways of talking with the service member in different ways, perhaps instead of getting angry or perhaps instead of shutting down, to be able to communicate in a different way than they're used to communicating, oftentimes that can help. So do I advocate that the spouse go by themselves? Absolutely, because any information is better than no information. And any tools that they can use are better than not having tools or working with something that isn't working. Now, Fuzzy, do you have anything to add to that, or can I go to the next email that's come in? Well, let me just tag on this. I think both of them have to agree. Both of them have had changes in their lives. Both of them perceive things differently, and they need to step back, slow it down. In a sense, the service member is used to fast, 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 fast. We need to do this. We need to get through it. We need to be on to the next thing. 
And in the family, we need to slow it down. We need to get to a point where we're being listened to, and there's no prejudice and there's no judgment. And it doesn't have to be full speed ahead every moment of our lives. We need to slow it down and realize what are we doing, what are we saying, and who are we saying it to. I think it's so fortunate that uh, we have come to a point where there isn't the same kind of stigma attached to needing to reach out and and have a, a little realignment in our perspectives. I think, I know in my husband's war, this was not something that was well embraced. It was, it was very different and one did not admit that you had some kind of post-traumatic stress because that was associated with a stigma. We don't really have that uh, as much this time around or, or any, I, I know that there still is, but it's changing and that's such a beautiful progress. We have about three minutes to break. Jody, did you have something else? I'm sorry. And then I know Sandra's got another email, which we may have to take after the break. Go ahead. You can uh, address the email. Okay, let's um, get that. Okay, this is an email that just came in from a woman at Fort Sill. Um, she said it's about her husband that's been home for deploy- from deployment. For She said these things happened a year ago. They're already entrenched in either what she calls their bad behaviors. They're fighting a lot. She's like, what do I do when it's already bad? Is this something that can be fixed? Like, where She wants to know what, where to begin. Because we were talking preemptively, like we should go to, you know, get a counseling. We should have a plan when somebody comes back. Jody, you want to handle this? Where does somebody begin that's already in crisis in their marriage? Well, first of all, they have to make sure it's a safe situation. And if there's any way to find out if the um, if the activity, if the action, if the anger is taking place at work, then it would be important to ask the command if this is something that needs to be attended. If we've got a year long of behavior, um, bad behavior, as it were, I'd like to know whether or not it's coming from something systemic. Is there a traumatic brain injury involved? Is there depression involved? Uh, Do we need to consider medication and see if this is an anxiety disorder or is this a behavior issue? There's so many questions that we need to um, answer first and Frankly, it would be nice to get a medical evaluation to see if, if he would be he or she would be um, better treated by having some sort of medication. And I think too that there again, that's that's always difficult uh, with HIPAA laws and so forth. We uh, have to make sure that if we need to call a doctor, that we're at least saying look, we need to make this appointment, we need to set up, uh, and this is one of the reasons why in the physical, we we need to make sure that this is addressed or that is addressed. Um, We are going to go to one more break before the end of the show, uh, and we want to let everybody know that if you want to uh, catch the beginning of this show, if you didn't hear it or want to catch some of our other programs, we always have podcasts available at the Toganet page here 
uh, at Military Mom Talk Radio. We have our website, militarymomtalkradio.com. And we also are on iTunes, and you'll find us all over the place in iTunes, and we're so proud uh, that we're reaching a number of different countries now as well. So uh, in a few minutes, we are going to take it to break, and on the way back, we're going to talk a little bit more about maybe some long-term issues. We are dealing with a lot of short-term issues, but we've got to look down the road and make sure that we're prepared for our future with our, with our military. We'll be right back after these messages. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The I have no opinion about that is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, mamas. This is Robin Boyd, and I'm here today with Fuzzy Manning from PTSTreatment.com, and we have Jody Bramer here, a psychotherapist and an expert on PTSD and traumatic brain injury clients. Um, 
Jody, we were talking a little bit uh, just before we went to break about getting back on track with each other and that it's not going to be the same. Um, and, and if a, ch- a person is realizing that their loved one is just not wanting to seek out help, um, it's it's really looking at the spouse themselves to find out ways to be more supportive and to have that support system. Do you do you find this to be uh, a, across the board that you really do need to reach out to that spouse first, or no. are you finding that people are really you're you're having a lot of the service members come to you and say, "I'm really needing to get back on on track." You know, it's interesting. Um, Nothing is really across the board. Every person that walks into my office has their own story and Mm -hmm. their own um, issues. A lot of times it is the spouses that either will recognize or will force the issue because oftentimes Mm -hmm. uh, the spouse is the caretaker of the relationship, per se. Uh, But that's not to say that it always happens that way. I have many individuals uh, who come in, the service members themselves, whether they're in a relationship or whether they're single, and they come back and they say, everything seems like it's on edge. I feel like I'm ready to jump down people's throat. I'm anxious about everything. I'm worried about everything. Things just don't seem right, and I can't tell anybody. What they don't realize is that there's a strong likelihood that the other service members that they worked with might be feeling the same way. And the good news is is a lot of people do talk to each other within the war buddy community, and they do get that kind of counseling one-on-one with each other without them even knowing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Talking to each other and saying, hey, that's really really off, man, or any of the morgue humor, that's what they call it, uh, or combat humor, where they can make fun and, and, and make jokes of things that nobody else would think is funny at all. This is actually very therapeutic and healthy. The spouses are oftentimes the ones who feel left out and not able to express it because they feel that something is wrong in their marriage and that other people must be getting along better and other reunions must be going smoother than theirs are. Uh, they don't want to say uh, something's wrong, so they come to a professional like myself or like fuzzy and and talk about it in that way so coming from as long as it's coming as long as we're able to recognize it absolutely and i think the biggest uh point in that in that paragraph that you gave us is the fact the validation that there is no normal that every individual is different and knowing that i guess we we can have that comfort in knowing that okay just because I'm feeling this doesn't mean uh, something's wrong. It just need, means that I need to sort it out. Exactly. Fuzzy, what, what, do you, um, what do you find in th- those that you have uh, talked with? Because you're coming, you're coming from the source. This, this, is, this started with you personally, and now you are reaching out to others. Are you finding that you are dealing with a lot of times with people who are just reintegrating? Or are you finding that maybe some people have been holding it in a while and are finally coming back to realizing that they need to kind of readdress something in their past so that they can move forward? I'm dealing with really a total mix of those individuals that have been home 30, 40, 50 years, and mm. plus uh, those individuals that are just coming home. It's a total different 
mix. It's just all over the place. Um, what I found out a couple of different things that really help is uh, if we can get individuals, say couples, um, in group therapy, we can have three or four or five different couples and have those individuals hear each other and get a realization that I'm not the only one is feeling this, is it experiencing this, or is voicing this. And um, it's not that we're going to keep them in group therapy for a long period of time, but it, it offers them an opportunity to hear it coming from someone else. I may put them back in group therapy with all the um, uh, spouses and all the veterans. So it's looking at how, how can we start helping those individuals to start seeing and identifying there's another side, there's another picture that exists other than the one I'm perceiving or the one that I feel is either right or correct or needs to be heard. Hmm. Do either of you find that having a spouse, spouse network is valuable? Do you find that you, you set up at least networks for spouses? I would only assume that spouses may internalize a lot of thinking that, okay, this is happening because something's wrong with me. And maybe just as much as the, as the veterans are coming back with their sort of buddy um, connections, maybe the spouses need that connection as well? Oh, without a doubt. Um, yeah. Without one of the things that is current in our military that didn't exist when, when my husband was going through the Marine Corps initiation system, is there's something called a FRO, a Family Readiness Officer, which mm. seems to be the link between the military and the command and the spouses, and that FRO, FRO, is is the resource for all of the wives to know what's going on when their husbands are deployed, to know where to go um, if they need something on, on site. And there's so many other resources online as well. For instance, militaryonesource.com, they even have a live chat for spouses to, to chat online about things that are going on and, and everything from care to depression, uh, the reaching out and the talking to other spouses and communicating and, and being part of a network, Robin, that is so critical. It used mm-hmm. to be that everybody lived on base, and when you live on base, you can walk outside your door and run into another. Sure. But now people live off base and sometimes miles and miles away from another military member, and being able to reach out and have the contacts like the froze or... Um, Military One Source or any of the other military chat lines where you can feel connected and feel like there's somebody else out there that's going through the same thing you are. I think that's very critical. Otherwise, alienation and isolation just set in. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we do have this virtual world, which is offering an awful lot. It's hard to paw through it, though. And I think at two o'clock in the morning, when you're sitting up and you're worried and you're frustrated, it is kind of hard to go, which is one of the reasons why we're so appreciative for you both giving this kind of help and support so that we at least have resources for for our families to go. Fuzzy, what do you think... um, it, uh, ratio wise when you you're talking long term you must be looking at people um 
needing support down the road. They may have gotten that integration, but what happens when the flashbacks start coming 10 years later? The, the flashbacks, let, let's look on both sides because there's flashbacks on both sides. There's flashbacks from the family side that while their veteran was deployed, everything was going along smoothly, somewhat, somewhat in a sense, where the spouse uh, was managing the finances, you know, the groceries, relationships, and everything else. Now the veteran comes back, and that's a big change or a shift for them. Now they end up changing. This comes back out maybe six months, ten months, maybe two years later, where they're not integrating as well as they they used to. In mm-hmm. a sense, that flashback starts coming back. Also, from the veteran side, is that that flashback comes back from the battlefield, or a, a situation or an event sets them off. Uh, maybe it's road rage, or maybe it's a traffic jam, or maybe um, um, the individual's out in uh, a mall somewhere, and uh, maybe um, something uh, falls apart in the mall and, and causes um, an explosion or a crash. Yeah. So it's those things are going to occur, and what we do is is we face those head on, we say, okay, let's work through that. What occurred? What was, what was I experiencing? What, what was I going through? And it's working through those um, and realizing what did it trigger. Um, and it's looking at both sides because both sides of that family are going to be dealing with it. And it's being upfront and honest and saying, okay, I'm Am I willing to listen without prejudice and without judgment to what you have to say, what you're experiencing, and what your emotions are about? Wow. So, so valuable. We only have a couple of minutes left. This is just a wonderful forum, and I'm Sandra and I are so appreciative to have you both together, and I hope we can do this again. Fuzzy, how can people find you? Uh, you can find me through uh, PTS treatment.com um, I also have a, um, a website um, that's the website I just did uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter uh, LinkedIn, I do design articles, I do a, a weekly radio show um, I think it's just jumping on it's, um, it's uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash PTS treatment um, it just make a connection and I'll reach out and connect back. Awesome. And Jody, how about you? We want people to find you as well. Well, thank you. I'm at jodybramer.com. It's www.jodybramer, jodybramer.com. I can also be found on Facebook and you can actually ask for me if you want to go through militaryonesource.com and get uh, up to 12 counseling sessions. Wonderful, wonderful. We look forward to doing this again. Uh, I hope you are both willing because this is just such a wonderful resource. Uh, again, you can find our podcasts at militarymomtalkradio.com, here on our show page at Toginet, and you can also find us on iTunes. We look forward to chatting with you all again, and we look forward to hearing from everyone next week. We'll be back with another great guest at Military Mom Talk Radio. Have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye.